Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Monday morning. Welcome aboard. Michael Phillips, MP on the mic, 910 The Fan, 105.1 FM Worldwide on the free Odyssey App wrapping up everything. I just, I don't know. Ever ever since last night, I've had uh, just just this itch to uh, to shop at Timu. I don't know what it is. Uh, I don't know what it is. It's just coming from nowhere, I guess. We'll uh, we'll dive into that later. Big day today. Big game last night. Wrapping up Bud Light. Big game week. A and I made it back from Vegas Friday night. Uh, not before uh, not before Awad was able to uh, get some action on the Rams VCU victory Monday. Yeah, it's still victory Monday, even if it happened. On Friday night, a big win over Dayton, uh, which I, I think stamps the Rams bona fides here that they're on track for the double buy in Brooklyn. Um, they can hang with anybody, uh, winning it UVA style there, clamping down with the defense. Tony Bennett would be proud. UVA clamping down UVA style in Florida. State Spiders take care of business against LaSalle, and Virginia Tech is a women's basketball school. I've always said that. Now, Virginia Tech, I mean, you can't let these keep slipping away. Uh, that's what happened again. I, I think the less said about the Hokies, the better at this point. Hopefully they can they can finish strong, build something for next year, because I, I don't think the tourney is in the cards for them this year. I, I do... You know, controversial take before we get to the Super Bowl. I don't think VCU uh, can can get to the the at large bid uh, before Brooklyn. I, I've been wrong before. I'm, I'll be wrong again. Uh, but I, I think that Richmond and uh, obviously UVA has got one locked up at this point, all but locked up. I, I think those are the two teams fighting for one. But the VCU team we saw on Friday can hang with anybody in Brooklyn. Uh, that was a night where they were ice cold from the floor. If they could heat it up a little bit, uh, I think that they are in a good spot uh, for potentially. You know, you got the you got the bye day there, so you just got to win. What is it? Thursday, then Saturday, Sunday. This is a team that could do that if they play like this defensively. If they box out like their coach wants them to. Uh, if they take care of business uh, on the defensive end. But. There's only one thing that happened in the world of sports last night, and here it is. Chiefs will throw it on third and one. Mahomes is going to run it, 30-yard line, 25-20. Mahomes inside the 15 and down to the 13-yard line. Shades of Super Bowl 57 when he ran down the field in pain with the ball in his left hand and a sword in his right. It's first down on a 19-yard run by Mahomes. He's one of the best of all time, folks. You... I uh, can't mention him in the same sentence with, uh, you can mention him in the same sentence with uh, Tom Brady and Joe Montana now. That's pretty good company to keep three-time Super Bowl MVPs, Patrick Mahomes, every bit deserving of the honor. It, it was a clinic, uh, and it was a slow start. Uh, it was, they've come from behind in all three of their Super Bowls, but it felt like this one was particularly slow out of the gate, and then to watch him turn it on, you just knew uh, in overtime if he got the ball, with the Super Bowl in sight, he was going to find a way to make it happen, make the plays he needed to make. Uh, him and Travis Kelsey, 
Uh, it, it reminds me of uh, yeah, the Monument 10K. They do the uh, the dash for the cash where somebody gets drawn and they get a big head start on, on the elite runners. And if they finish first, uh, you know, they, they get $10,000 or whatever it is. Uh, you know, one of the race people told me once, essentially, you know, as, as you cross to the finish, as you go downhill into downtown, if the elite runners see the person, they're going to catch it. Whoever the person is has to win by a big enough margin that it's not close. Because if it's close and they're running for 10 grand downhill into the finish line, they're always going to get it. That's Patrick Mahomes. If you let him get the Super Bowl in sight, if you let him get close enough to touch it, he's going to win the Super Bowl. And he did that last night. And I, I mean, I can't cast too much blame on Kyle Shanahan. We got some nitpicks around the edges, and uh, I think they're very fair critiques. Uh, I think he handled the overtime coin toss incorrectly. And, and you heard afterward the Chiefs not only had a plan for the overtime coin toss, they had a plan to go for two at the end if the Niners had scored uh, and gone for you know and gone for the extra points. So that's a team that was ready for that big moment and rose to that occasion. The Niners were a team that that you know were caught flat-footed in a big in a big moment there. Uh, I would have done more Christian McCaffrey. Uh, if I were Kyle Shanahan, uh, I think you want your best players with the ball with the Super Bowl on the line. But these are nitpicks. Uh, look, Kyle Shanahan had a really good team. They played really well last night. They took the Kansas City Chiefs to overtime. Uh, they didn't capitalize enough when they were dominating the game in the first half. I think everybody saw that. That if they if they had built a 17-point margin, a 24-point margin, uh, a 25-point, dare I say, margin, I think they were hanging on to it with that defense last night. Now, if anything surprised me with the Niners, it was uh, it, it was that Chase Young had a good game and Trent Williams didn't have a good game. I, that was the exact opposite of the whole season. I don't know that Chase made his money back last night, but he, he certainly gave teams a reason to pick up the phone, call his agent here as he approaches free agency. He's not going to get any kind of tag or cap or, or anything from uh, from the Niners, so he'll become a full-fledged free agent. Somebody's going to pick up the phone and call. You, you saw... You saw the raw athletic talent there, and, and you saw why teams loved, you know, loved him before the draft, and, and you, you see why he could be a good NFL player. It's everything else. It's the consistency he's got to build in. Uh, for Trent, it's the opposite. Trent's a great NFL player. Uh, got worked a little bit last night. Had had some good moments, um, but you know, a lot of that was his quarterback too, right? When the Chiefs sent a blitz, Brock Purdy threw the ball away. And, the, and that's what Kyle Shanahan wants him to do. You want Brock Purdy to throw the ball away. When the 49ers blitzed, Patrick Mahomes threw for first downs. And that was the difference last night. One team had the greatest quarterback of this generation. One team did not. And with the game on the line, you want to trust the big players to make the big plays at the big times. This means, though, the NFL season's over. This means it's time to move into draft pick season, our favorite season for the Commanders. Uh, you heard the speculation start to ramp up over the weekend. What are the Bears going to do at number one? Uh, the statement from them through Ian Rappaport, NFL Network, it would take a historic haul for them to not pick number one overall. Uh, I'll, I'll coach you up on that. Read between those lines. We're open for business. Uh, that was not, we're, we're picking under any circumstances. That was, we're open to your phone calls, but you better come strong. Uh, I haven't heard anything, and it's certainly, you know, we had a lot of guests in Vegas. We'll uh, we'll play the best stuff from the Vegas guests here in a bit. Um, 
play play some clips uh, from the week that that I think really stood out. Nobody's suggesting that nobody that I've heard is suggesting that Caleb Williams is not the number one overall pick. I, I think that's certainly where this thing's trending and heading, uh, which means that uh, it, it's time for the commanders to figure out: Do they want to try to go get him at number one, orchestrate orchestrate a trade, try to get the Bears to fall in love with uh, with one of the other quarterbacks? Or do they want to figure out who they're going to pick at number two? Jake, uh, D- Jaden Daniels, uh, Drake May of North of North Carolina. Those are their options there. Uh, or do you do you want to move back further? Get Joe Alt, big left tackle out of Notre Dame. People love him. Marvin Harrison Jr. Of course, uh, wide receiver, Ohio State. A guy who is as close to a sure thing as we ever see in NFL draft season. He's going to be a superstar. Uh, and then, and then, where do you get your quarterback from? If you don't get your quarterback at number two, where are you going to get your quarterback from? Uh, a lot of questions to be asked and answered in the coming weeks. Uh, I think that's your big one. What are you going to do with that number two pick? But you got questions up and down the roster too. You're going to give Cam Curl an extension. You're going to use that franchise tag on anybody. What are you going to do in free agency where you got a lot of money uh, and I, I think some good talented players are going to be available, particularly on the offensive line. Uh, and the, on the defensive line, you've lost most of your pass rushers. You know, you went into the season with Chase Young and Montez Sweat as your pass rush anchors. Uh, what, what do you do to rebuild that? Do you change the formation of your defense? Do you move Deron Payne into nose tackle? Maybe even kick Jonathan Allen more outside to to accommodate the fact that you essentially have no pass rushers coming back. You got KJ Henry and the young kids who got got some time towards the end of the year, uh, but you got big question marks at that position. Kendall Fuller, what do you do with Kendall Fuller, a guy who won a ring with the Kansas City Chiefs and now is on the Commanders? I love it. It's off season time. It's talking time. The stove is getting hot. Uh, I think I would pick Jane Daniels at number two if this thing goes right. If this crew, Adam Peters, Dan Quinn. Cliff Kingsbury, if they steer this ship correctly, they're not going to be picking number two again. And if they steer it incorrectly, somebody else is going to be picking that number two pick next time it comes around. Unless they do a full tank job this season. I haven't seen any indications that that's in the cards. But unless they do a full tank job this season, you're never going to be this high again. And it's fascinating to me to see people say, oh, well, you know, he learned his lesson with the Trey Lance trade in San Francisco. I don't think that's the lesson he learned. We've talked about this on the show before. Kyle, Han- Kyle Shanahan's stance on that was, look, I, I'm, not, I'm never going to be this high in the draft again. I'm never going to have this chance at an elite guy again. I need to take that chance. And it didn't pan out. But I think that's the lesson there. The lesson is when you have a chance, you need to take that chance. Because if you don't, uh, down the line, you're, you might never get that chance again. You're going to be trying to hit on Brock Purdy's you're going to be getting blitzed in the Super Bowl, and you're going to be throwing incompletions instead of first downs, and the other team's going to find a way to win the Super Bowl. It's uh, it's it's a tough reality of NFL existence. There's there's one team with Patrick Mahomes. There's five or six teams with good quarterbacks, and everybody else is trying to make it work as best they can. I think the Niners have made it work, uh, you know, absolutely uh, as well as they possibly could. That's a really good team that's going to be in contention every year. But in, until they have that quarterback who can take their team on their back in the final minutes of a Super Bowl, and it could become Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, I mean, he's if he goes on the Kirk Cousins trajectory, he'll improve in year two, in year three, in year four, and in year five. I wouldn't rule those things out at all. But right now, uh, that that's a glaring weakness of that team, and, and Christian McCaffrey could only take them so far in the final minutes 
of the Super Bowl. All right, we're off and running on Monday. Here's the deal. Uh, we're going to play back some of our favorite clips from this week at uh, Bud Light Big Game Week. Uh, I am gone. The next three days we will be back Friday. Fire this thing back up. Uh, take a little uh, R&R after uh, AWOD ran me ragged in Las Vegas. Uh, we will be back with more after this. It's MP on the mic. It's a Monday morning. We're off and rolling. You're listening to 910 The Fan now at 105.1 FM. And we are back, MP on the mic, 910 The Fan, 105.1 FM. Don't forget, sometimes people forget. It was a long weekend, a lot of stuff happened. You had, you had your party last night. You're not you're not thinking clearly today. I'm here to remind you, it's a victory Monday for VCU basketball. Uh, anytime the game takes place after we go off the air Friday and they win, it's a victory Monday. Happened Friday night. Uh, what a game. Uh, I loved, uh, I think it was Mike Ludos' tweet. He said, what if I tell you? VCU isn't going to make a basket in the last six minutes of the game. What if I tell you they're only going to shoot 25% from behind the arc and Max Schulga isn't going to make a field goal and they're going to beat Dayton? He says, yeah, have another drink. Uh, I'll, I'll have another. I'll drink to that. Nice win for the Rams. A uh, couple big home wins over the last uh, 10 days here. Taking care of business against UR and against Dayton. That's what you need to fire the old fan base back up. All right, we got back from Vegas Friday night. Uh, AWA to watch the game out there before heading back. Uh, I actually watched the end on the plane. Um, this is this is what happened. Uh, the airline it, it was fifteen dollars for an hour of Wi-Fi, nineteen dollars for the whole flight, or you could watch a commercial and get twenty minutes for free once. And so as we took off, there was five minutes left in the game. I thought we can do this. Uh, we can get this in the twenty minutes. It, it was a close call. We got it. I was worried we were going to overtime. I was going to have to pay $15 to watch overtime. Because then it's high stakes, right? If they win, yeah, sure, whatever. I, I'm still not happy about paying 15 bucks, but they won. If they lose, now nah, I'm really salty. They lost. Andrew paid 15 bucks to watch them lose. Got the needed result. Uh, be excited to watch uh, VCU turn the corner uh, with a ton of momentum after a three-win week there last week. Congrats to the Rams. And we're back from Vegas. Uh, had a great time last week. It was, as you may have heard, Bud Light Big Game Week. Um, we, AWOD's never done this before. Um, this was my, you know, eighth or ninth Super Bowl, uh, first time doing it as exclusively a radio guy. Uh, Radio Row is as good as it's ever been this year, so AWOD's spoiled, man. He, he hung around. He got some great interviews Friday night, too. I'm sure he'll play some of those today. Uh, what I want to do for you today, uh, we, we even got some interviews we didn't end up using because of time. Um, some stuff I want to highlight from the past week, because a lot of times Super Bowl week, there's just so much information. There's so many good interviews, good segments. Um, it gets lost in the shuffle, so so maybe we'll highlight a few of those, um, especially the ones having to do with the Commanders, because it's, uh, it's now time to start talking about the draft, talking about next year, talking about free agency, talking about all the things that the Washington Commanders want to do uh, as we turn the corner to the 2024 season under Dan Quinn, under Adam Peters. And uh, really, I would declare this the first Josh Harris season. I know he was in the he was in the owners box last year, but this one's really the first Josh Harris season in a lot of ways. All right, uh, I want to start with this. This is um, wrestler Anthony Bowens. Uh, he wrestles for AEW. That's a competitor to WWE, and, and they've been making a lot of headway. Uh, their their owner Tony Khan was was walking around on Radio Row. Uh, you heard him on Grant and Danny. Anthony did our show. He was a ton of fun. Talked about the uh, the sport and the industry in general. Uh, I think you're going to enjoy hearing from him. 
I think honestly it's one and the same. It's, it's very very physical. Obviously, it's a con- football's a contact sport. Um, I'm beat up, you know, th- three quarters of the time. <laughs> it's it's cyclical. Sometimes I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life, and then the rest it's like I'm 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 limping. I'm slouching. My back hurts. Uh, I have no MCL. My meniscus is partly torn. Um, repaired my left knee meniscus bulging discs in my lower back, uh, stiff neck from traveling so much. So, yeah, we're, we're always beat up. And um, it's a very, very tough business. It's a very tough sport. I think a lot of people don't give it the credit that it deserves, especially us performers. Uh, we're putting our bodies on the line every single week for your entertainment. I love it. Anthony Bones with AEW. I, I couldn't agree more with that, obviously. It's so fun to watch. Um, in terms of what, what drew you to wrestling, what, what took you down that road? Um, actually, the first person that I saw in pro wrestling or that I remember was Sting. I saw commercials for him. It was him versus uh, Hulk Hogan for Starcade 97. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, who is this guy? He's so mysterious. He's so cool. And um, I remember watching wrestling for the first time, and I was just like, this is absolutely incredible. The pageantry, the music, the fireworks, the, the, the physicality. It was so cool. Yeah, definitely wasn't the only kid who uh, who watched that and got inspired. He's maybe one of the only kids who watched that and got inspired and turned it into an actual uh, full-time living. As a wrestler, uh, it was, was great to chat with him. He actually brought his championship belt to to the table, to Radio Row. That's a better bit for uh, you know for the TV guys, but I enjoyed seeing it, uh, and I'm telling you about enjoying seeing it. So so there you go. Um, we Speaking of bits, all right, the second clip. Uh, speaking of bits, we had Randy Moss on. Uh, because Randy Moss was in the news early last week because uh, Gio and uh, uh, Boomer, Boomer Esiason, who does the morning show nationally on CBS Radio, when the junkies are out, that's what you hear. Um, they were told they booked Randy Moss, um, and and Boomer, I think, says, which Randy Moss? Uh, and the answer is, not the one you think it is. There's a Randy Moss who's a horse racing analyst as well, for NBC Sports, and so he was making the rounds because he was doing his show for NBC. He knows gambling, and he knows football. He worked for the NFL Network in a long time, um, but he de- he gets confused. He actually told a great story about Marshawn Lynch trying to get in a fight with him over that. But uh, with with football over, I know we're in the heart of college basketball. That's primarily what we'll talk about, but we'll talk about horse racing a little bit too. Kentucky Derby's coming up. Colonial Downs will have a season. Uh, he gave a really good answer. I asked him about... Everything that's been going on the last uh, few years. Uh, Bob Baffert getting suspended. Horses dying at Santa Anita in California was obviously a very big story. Uh, and he talked about just where the industry is at right now. Uh, I thought this, w- this was really good from uh, Randy Moss. Not that Randy Moss. NBC horse racing analyst Randy Moss. I don't think we've come out on the other side yet, but the transition to the other side, I think, is underway. When... when- your average sports fan, I got a lot of friends that don't really follow horse racing that much. And they're like, what's going on, right? There's a, there's a positive versus negative thing in any sport, but especially horse racing. People have to, to really enjoy the sport and participate in the sport. They've got to be able to tell themselves that the positives of the sport outweigh the negatives of the sport. And as big as animal rights is right now in this country, it, rightfully so, that's been an issue with thoroughbred racing. But I can tell you, and, and they, you know... I work for NBC Sports. I don't work for the industry of horse racing. Yeah. But they asked me, what's your feeling on horse safety? And I tell them, I've, this will be my 44th Kentucky Derby. And in my all my time in thoroughbred racing, I have never seen as much internal emphasis on horse safety as there is right now. Increased veterinary care, uh, high-tech solutions, uh, racetrack surfaces. How often are you running horses? How are you breeding horses? All these things are really being studied, but they don't get the word out. 
You know, I, I think once people realize that it, it really is a huge emphasis in the sport and that there's so much care about the well-being of the horses that I think that positive versus negative thing will kind of trend toward the positive. I'd be curious to watch. I think a lot of it depends on you know, the results on the track and how compelling the drama is and uh, uh, the drama of the racing itself, not the drama in the stales. We'll be excited to get back to Colonial Downs this year, hang out with our friends there. Uh, all right, we're touching on all the non-football sports, so let's uh, let's close with this. Parney dropped by. Uh, Parney uh, of the Flying Squirrels, of course. And uh, we were talking a little baseball, so let's sneak a little baseball talk in as uh, spring training is right around the corner. They actually had lunch yesterday with uh, Mark Budzinski, the third base coach for the Toronto Blue Jays. I, I sent him on his way to spring training, excuse me, first base coach of Toronto Blue Jays, and we were talking about that signing. And, and you know, I don't know if the Royals will be ready for this year or not, but, but they are doing it the right way, and they're building around Bobby, and I, I think they're going to be a really good team to be reckoned with here in the next few years. The team that I feel like we all should be really watching, the Orioles get stronger and stronger. And that trade they made the other day, that that might that might be a, a at the end of the day that might be a uh, a trade that that propels them past the first round. They ran into obviously Boach and Tony Beasley and the buzzsaw that was the Texas Rangers in the first round last year. But the Orioles are a team that the the Orioles fans listening to this show you should be really really excited. They have stud after stud after stud that can't even rent a rent a car because they're not twenty five years old. So. Uh, I, I think they're a team to watch for sure. No doubt. And uh, so much excitement there. New ownership, new lease at Camden Yards, which is a great place to watch baseball. Uh, great time to be an Orioles fan. And and the Red Sox sitting on their hands and not doing anything. I, I don't know when the Red Sox quit being participants in baseball, but uh, but that one threw me for a loop too. Every, every time I see somebody with a Red Sox hat, I go, how you doing? They go, oh, we're terrible right now. We're not doing anything. So. <laughs> But but you know what, MP? Like I really think you hit on it a little bit. Like football's awesome, and and football Sundays in America is great. But just the day to day lifestyle of baseball and how people, you know, your your dad taught you to be a Royals fan. Like just the hand me down aspect that happens in other sports. But the day to dayness of it, even in the winter, even in the winter, and I think baseball has done a great job, and MLB has done a great job of promoting the game in the winter time. Uh, very, very much. So people are watching that. One of the things that I'm really surprised about as a baseball fan and as also someone who's made his living from baseball the last 35 years is how many unsigned free agents there still are out there. Like people are reporting to training camp next week and there's still a good number of major league free agents that are, that are, uh, are available for services. And then there's also a, a, a pretty good number of Flying Squirrels players, including some Flying Squirrels legends that have not been re-signed or signed by anyone. So uh, this is going to be a very active week. I know it's big game week, but but I think from a baseball perspective, if you're a baseball fan, look at that transaction column every day because I think you're going to start seeing a bunch of names being thrown in there. Uh, hot Stove's not just a season anymore. Hot Stove is all the time. Uh, thanks to those three guests, Anthony Bowens, Randy Moss and Parney for lending us a little bit of their time last week on Big Game Week presented by Bud Light. Uh, thank you to our friends at Bud Light as well. Uh, we'll share a few more clips. We'll go to the football theme, talk a little football on the other side of this break. You are listening to 910 The Fan, now 105.1 FM. 
And welcome back, 910 The Fan, now 105.1 FM. We are replaying some of our favorites from Radio Row at the Super Bowl last week. Had a fantastic time out there. Uh, lots of good stuff. We, we packed every show just so full of goodness. I wanted to pull out some of the clips, talk to them for, uh, talk about them for a little bit. And, and of course, everybody's always curious about the Commanders uh, and where they'll be as we, we restart a new season. And Awad and I have a lot of Cliff Kingsbury arguing uh, ahead of us, but I had on Aaron Schatz. He's a guy who invented DVOA. It's one of the advanced statistics, and uh, he chatted about his initial impressions of Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, people who know scheme were pretty down on Arizona. The feeling was that the plays all looked alike, and you know, so I think that people are not that excited yeah. about Kingsbury coming. That's in where I'm at too. as the offensive coordinator. You know, I mean. Uh, you know, he did have some good years. Kingsbury had this weird thing, and by the way, this goes back to Texas Tech, where it seems like his teams faded constantly in the second half of the season. And I don't know what that is, and I don't know if as offensive coordinator that's totally avoided because it's a motivational thing, and now motivation is someone else's job. I think that's the hope, right? That he's learned that there's less on his plate. Then this can be the rebound stop, the redemption stop. Uh, that he desperately needs, uh, I would argue, as much as the commanders need stability for their for their pick, number two, for, for whatever quarterback they bring in, Cliff needs it every bit as much here to get his career back on track. Because as you're seeing, it's a young man's game and a young offensive man's game. So so the, the deck's, you know, stacked in his favor, uh, but you only get away with that for so long. This will be a big stop for him on his journey. Uh, we had Joe Theismann on. Joe Theismann, we talked about the Super Bowl. You don't want to hear that now, obviously. What you want to hear about is Joe Theismann reflecting on doing morning radio in Washington, D.C., because that was fantastic. You know, I did radio. I did, I did morning drive uh, in Washington um, in 82 and 83. I, I love radio. I mean, you know, what you can do, MP, is you can paint pictures for people, and then they can imagine things. You know, some mornings I'd get up and it'd be cloudy and you know, we'd start the show at 6 a.m. and say, oh, geez, a big snowstorm. People don't know it's not snowing. You can mess with their heads. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> I mean, you can tell them anything you want. It's dark. They're still in their bedroom. They have no idea what's going on. And, oh, you better get up early. It's like you get out and it's a sunny day and they get pissed off at you. I mean, it's, just, it's I, I love, I love, I love the radio medium. I really do. It's uh like I said, you can paint pictures for people, and, and sometimes it's a lot of fun. I used to have I used to have an argument. I used to argue with myself on the air. So in other words, I'd be you know it'd be like, hey, we want to go now to uh, to we want to go to ninety five where where the traffic is, and then you've, we've got construction here. And so what I do is I would play the construction guy as well as the driver. Hey, buddy, come on, get us out of here. We got to get moving. Don't worry about it. I'm working here. I'm working. I'm trying to get a job done. All right. You know, you got you sitting in a car. I'm out here in the hot sun. Don't give me, hey, hey, buddy, don't give me any lip. Hey, don't worry about it, man. We're just going to be trying to get this thing. I mean, I'll tell you, I had the best time. It's so much fun. I love it. That is uh, that is the amount of fun we have here every day as well. Although I I don't make things up. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't lie to you. Uh, we, we we would never do that here. Uh, I also don't have a, a Super Bowl ring and an NFL MVP. Uh, which makes it easier to get away with uh, with shenanigans like that. Joe Theismann was so good. Uh, we posted that one on our website, uh, 910 The Fan, uh, on the Odyssey website. So check that out, uh, as well as Adam's interview with uh, Kevin Harlan 
from Friday night after the show that was fantastic. You'll want to hear that as well. All the great content from Bud Light Big Game Week. We had so much fun out in Vegas. I just, I mean, the star power was insane. So I, I was explaining to Adam when we went out there, like every guys have a day, right? So you, so you say he's a he's a Thursday guy or he's a Friday guy or he's a Wednesday guy, um, which means the most popular players show up on Friday because that's when they roll in for the weekend, they're doing the parties, they're doing the circuit. So if you show up and you're kind of like, you're kind of a nobody or he's like, I'm, I'm here to promote my CBD cream or whatever, uh, you're not going to get on many radio stations on Friday. Uh, you know, that, that's for big names. But Dan Marino comes in like first thing Wednesday morning. I, I'm telling as that's not a Wednesday guy. Like, be, people are going to be clamoring for Dan Marino. And sure enough, like, just big name after big name. And it had all day Wednesday. And then into Thursday. And Thursday was, was probably a normal Friday. The one hiccup was Friday morning was a little slow. I think people were recovering from Thursday night. Our Friday show, uh, we, we had celebrities. But there were, you know, it was not as uh, not as celebrity filled until a little later in the day. On Friday, out there in the desert, I, I could see why. I could see why there's a there's a drink or two to be had in that town. But my guess every year uh, are never the the biggest names or the most popular people. I obviously love chatting with them and catching up with them. It's the chance encounters that make Radio Row so good. So Dr. Scott Goldman, he was the Golden State Warriors team psychologist uh, for so many uh, for their championship run. Uh, he's got a product. He, he was uh, he was pitching. It's called AIQ, and it helps people, uh, you know, establish uh, which are the best players to draft, uh, analytics, um, you know, drawing on his psychological background and his work. But he knows Dan Quinn really well, and he knows Bob Myers super well, of course, the architect of those Golden State games, Golden State teams. So he had just a ton of insight into everything going on right now with the commanders, right? And so, one, he's a great radio guest. Two, he knows what he's talking about. He's helping NFL teams decide who to draft right now with his product uh and he knows our team the best like that that's just amazing stuff so uh, i'm gonna play a little clip of that right now as he talks about what he would do uh next if you were the commanders well and i think you also got to take an inventory of who you already got on your roster too which you mm-hmm. know i i've talked to some professionals who who see the quarterback currently as a first round talent that they think is a, an absolute steal from a fifth round grab so okay we're just being hypothetical yeah, here yeah. Right? <laughs> i think the first thing i would do is i would want to talk to the new offensive coordinator and see what kind of knowledge he might have about some of the the prospects <laughs> and see if he has any kind of intimate knowledge about what they're capable of and and then you know i, I knowing coach quinn a little bit and having worked with him in the past in some other spaces and places what an amazing hire and an incredible human being. Um, it's interesting. You mentioned Bob Meyer. Like, um, when he first got announced as being part of this process, my phone blew up. And they're like, basketball guy in football? I said, look, <laughs> you got to understand, this person is an absolute genius. I mean, and I don't use that word lightly, especially like when you're in that space sure. of understanding cognitive processing and everything. Yeah. And so I, I just – every. Every front office person, every coach, I just say, if you trust this person, like his emotional intelligence, his intellect, his ability to ask the third, fourth, and fifth question, brilliant. So I, I think, sorry, it's a long-winded answer this for is the a great two answer. pick. This, this is what you're here for. This is fantastic. Here's what I would say. When you get the right people on board, you can do some pretty amazing things. And Bob Myers is such a home run, brilliant person. And then you got... Coach Quinn, who's an amazing connector. I mean, the guy has no enemies. 
everyone around the league loves him unconditionally. Like, if you look at some of the history of his coaching staffs and where they've all grown and become, Kyle Shanahan, Raheem Morris, like what he does is good, talented people gravitate towards him, and then they produce at such high level. So you are setting an environment of where I would almost say the luxury that they have is to hit a bullseye with this number two pick is so much wider because the environment has a good fit for a wide range of people. You, you bring a player into a bad environment, doesn't matter if they're good. You, the, the Tom Brady question, right? Does he become Tom Brady if he's drafted by, you know, name your team? Yeah, like one of the questions that I'll ask front office folks uh, when I'm when I'm in that conversation. So, you know, I've been in several draft rooms, both for Major League Baseball, NBA, and NFL in the last 10 years. So it's, it's one of those kinds of intellectual um, conversations is I'll say like, okay, let's take quarterback X. How many systems would that quarterback be good in? Okay. Then let's take system Y and ask ourselves how many quarterbacks would be good in system Y. So if we're always talking about system fit versus player, I mean, one washes the other. Okay. But I think that that becomes the litmus test of which way are we leaning towards? Is this a system fit or is this a, a really outstanding athlete? Love that thought. And that, that's one to keep in the back of your mind as we talk about what to do with that number two pick, what to do uh, with Caleb Williams going to number one and potentially trading for him. Dr. Scott Goldman, AIQ, uh, is his product. He was doing Radio Row. Just a fantastic conversation. Love chatting with that guy. Uh, super good time. All right, on the lighter side of things, we had Gary Myers, uh, the the author. He's he kind of the John Feinstein of football books. Uh, he, he cranks him out. He knows everybody. Uh, he, he's been up in the New York market forever. Uh, and he told us an amazing story about the 1986 New York Giants. Yeah, so this book is really about the Giants' life after football and, and how these guys remain such a brotherhood 37 years after winning the championship together. But I kind of balanced it off with fun stories. On Friday nights, um, you know, the players would get done like they do around the NFL. Uh, they get done with their team meetings and, and walkthroughs or light practice on Fridays. It's like 3, 4 o'clock. And um, Parcells would have a meeting at 9 a.m. on Saturday, whether it was a home game or a road game. So um, uh, when it was a road game, uh, the players would pack their stuff for the road trip and bring it to work on Friday. And um, so after work, they would kill some time in New Jersey and just kind of hang out. And then either take car services or caravan into the city. And... um, instead of going home when they left the city around four o'clock and in those days, you know, at four o'clock, the places were still hopping. It still might be for all I know, but, um, that instead of going home, they were, they would drive to the stadium, uh, parking lot at, at giant stadium and, and sleep in their cars. So around four o'clock, there was a caravan of headlights coming into the parking lot of giant stadium and they would sleep in their cars, but to make sure, and that was basically, they felt if they went home, there was a good chance they were going to oversleep and miss the team meeting and get fined by Parcells. So they slept in their cars, but to make sure they didn't oversleep in their cars, they each man chipped in $50, and they paid the, uh, the locker room guys to come wake them up at a quarter to nine. They would bang on the windows of the cars and, and make sure they were up, and they couldn't leave the car until they knew the player was up. And... You know, at about a quarter to nine or ten to nine, you'd see these guys kind of 
sleepwalking down the ramp at Giant Stadium uh, that led right to the locker room. So I, I didn't know about it at the time. I don't think anybody do, did. But if you can just imagine, uh, it must have been hysterical. And it's too bad that it was the days before cell phones. So that moment <laughs> wasn't preserved. Ah, the days before cell phones, uh, when you could do things like that. Without fear. Uh, I'm sure guys are doing something like that now, uh, but they run the risk of uh, having a blast into the world as well. All right, we're going to step aside. Uh, we'll get you up to the top of the hour right after this. You're listening to 910 The Fan, now 1051. All right, taking us up to the top of the hour, MP on the mic, 910 The Fan, now 1051 FM. Uh, biggest moment of the game last night, uh, aside from Tom Brady being in two good commercials, uh, the time Travis Kelsey bumped into Andy Reid on the sideline. Uh, Travis Kelsey, your perspective on that? I was just telling him how much I love him. Just so much love. Here's Andy Reid on the same moment. He caught me off balance. I wasn't watching. He, cheap shot, but that's all right. He did good. <laughs> um, he was really coming over just go, just put me in. I'll score. I'll score. You know, so that's really what it was. Well, I love that. I mean, it's not the first time. So, I listen, I appreciate him. I thought it was fascinating because all, all the pre-week centered around, right, how dialed in Mahomes is, how dialed in Kelsey is. They gave big speeches to the team Saturday night. Kelsey had everybody in tears. Mahomes had everybody fired up. Uh, and then you come out in the Super Bowl and you don't, you don't feed your guy. I, I get the frustration. That's obviously not the way to show it in that moment. But I, I get the frustration. And I think Christian McCaffrey probably had a lot of the same feelings on the other sideline. It was a Super Bowl that was decided uh, around the edges in a lot of ways for the first 55 minutes before Patrick Mahomes decided he was going to go ahead and win this thing, fed the ball to Travis Kelsey, uh, both of them just willing their team to victory. Uh, that's how you start a dynasty. That's how you win games against really good teams. And the 49ers were a really good team. Set, set aside the uh, set aside messing up the coin toss in overtime. Set aside, you know, everything else. The 49ers deserved to be there. That defense was great. The offense played at a very high level the whole night. Chiefs got the job done. But we turn our attention to college basketball now. Uh, VCU, man, VCU rolling after their win against Dayton. Uh, chugging along. Towards that double buy in Brooklyn, they're, they're two games out of Richmond for the A-10 title. Uh, those teams are going to play again in about a month or about three weeks from that. Uh, if, if VCU wins, they'd be one back of Richmond. Now, UR's got a really favorable schedule down the stretch. VCU's got a tougher schedule than the Spiders. You've also got Dayton. They're going to have a say in this, even though, even though VCU beat them. They're going to have a say in how this thing breaks. Uh, it's going to be a thrilling finish to a thrilling season in the A-10. Uh, don't sleep on Loyola, by the way. I, I slept on Loyola for a big part of this season. They're, they're right up there in conference play. That, that VCU win at the Seagull Center over, over Loyola is going to loom large down the stretch. In the ACC, it's a lot of UVA right now. UVA 10-3, North Carolina 11-2. Those teams are running the conference with Duke right behind them. Should be a fun finish there, although it looks like the Hokies are probably a little bit out of the picture. All right, before we get to the top of the hour, one more story from Vegas, one more clip. Let's tee it up. Here's Grant Paulson. Grant and Danny, they drive you home every night on the fan, uh, recapping our night at the blackjack table. We were out last night. And we saw what I believe to be the worst blackjack player I've ever seen in my life. It's not Adam. Adam's sitting right here. It's not him. Well, Adam wasn't a good blackjack player, but he wasn't the worst I've ever seen. Best thing that happened to Adam was he sat at the right table because he, <laughs> he was not the worst blackjack player there. 
A couple of things about last night. I want you to know I've texted 150 people about it. We're going to start with that. Second of all, you can't – and I hate. I really do. I hate the people that are like the fun suckers at the blackjack table at Las Vegas. And to our credit, meaning like everyone's just having fun. Who cares if you're good or not? You know, if, if I hit and I'm, you know, I'm feeling it and I'm, I'm not supposed to, I don't want someone like – Giving me the rolled eyes, whatever. Thank you for saying that because we, we found a $10 table with a view of the sports book. I was there to have fun, and I had fun. Exactly. Everyone, but! Everyone had a good time. <laughs> and we did not shame this terrible blackjack player. Should have, but didn't. To them. Just kind of to each other. I've texted so many people about them. Worst blackjack player I've ever seen. The amount of times that you guys got screwed was unbelievable. That's number one. <laughs> number two, you're burying the lead. <laughs> the lead was Adam Epstein. <laughs> there was he, a, he, he is the main character at 910 The Fan. That, well, that is for sure. And at that blackjack table. He was. There was a moment. This is my favorite. I don't know what else is going to happen on this trip. I could get to interview Patrick Mahomes for an hour. Yeah. I could get to read a bedtime story to Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. It won't be better <laughs> than Adam Epstein at the blackjack table last night. I don't know why he did this. This is what he did. Hannah who's dealing him the cards, is waiting for roughly 11 seconds for his decision. This is not how this is supposed to go. She deals the card, next person card. Adam has decided we are screeching this thing to a halt. We're going to wait until I'm ready to make my decision. I'm either going <laughs> to tap the table, or you guys have played this game before. I'm going to take my hand in front of me and say I'm just fine. She's waiting several seconds for his decision. Then he picks up his bottle of beer. He shakes it back and forth, left and right, rocking it like to, the, to its side. The closest comparable here is a wine sommelier yes. sniff, sniffing the, the glass. 100%. That's what he does. He kind of like as if he is shaking it in a circle so he can smell the earthy tones yes. of his Bud Light. <laughs> he then goes to drink it, take a sip, all again while everyone at the table is waiting for his decision. This should never happen. He goes to take the sip, and because he just shook beer... It explodes all over his face. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. It was a wonderful moment. I think then he hit when he shouldn't have and yelled analytics. And then I think he went bust up. But, uh, hey, Phillips has another $15 coming your way. Don't you worry about a thing. How, how much money did I spend propping my guy up last night? Uh, Whatever it was, it was worth it. It was worth every I, penny, and I'd do it again. I had a blast. I cannot wait for nighttime just to find out where Adam is tonight. So that I can be back with him. We had a good old time. Uh, tonight is Sphere Night. Uh, it, it's with, a big night. With you two uh, at the Sphere, which I'm very fired up about. Uh, maybe Bono will come play with us after. I uh, am elated. I think, I think black, you know, generally when I think Bono, I think $15 tables at the D. That, that's his scene exactly. uh, for sure. Uh, sometimes he goes high roller 25, yeah. uh, but never more than that. He's, he's very, a big Fremont guy. I always see him at the Denny's over on Fremont. <laughs> uh, he, that's his breakfast normally when he's in Vegas. Yeah, you two turned out to be pretty all right as well. Really fun time. Uh, had a blast. Uh, your fan crew is going to be working harder than ever here to uh, to back that up because uh, that was that was a memorable week of radio. Uh, speaking of memorable weeks of radio, I don't have one. Uh, I am off for the next three days. I'll I'll see you Friday. Uh, we'll get you ready for a big weekend in the world of college hoops. AWOD Radio chugs along full steam ahead, though. He is up next. You're listening to 910 The Fan, now 105.1 FM. FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.